What's Better Today? And welcome to the Leadership Advantage podcast by Dr. John Kenworthy. The Leadership Advantage isn't some magic pill or silver bullet to instant success as a leader. I'm sharing the art and neuroscience of hacking expert leadership to unstuck your potential in life and work. Pick my presentation and start with why. When you're expected to make a presentation, most people think about what they're going to present. They build a slide deck and rush through their slides when they present, only to run out of time and afterwards wonder why the audience appear to have heard nothing of their presentation and fail to initiate any kind of action as a result. That's because most people start wrongly. They start with what, when they should be starting with why. You want to make a greater impact and you want to be seen as an exceptional presenter. But nobody seems to care what you say or how you say it, let alone act on the information you share. What you need to do is motivate your audience to pay attention and motivate them to act on the information you share. And to do that, you need to start with why it matters to them. How do you quickly and easily go about this and put together an amazing and impactful presentation? In this Advantage Guide, I'm going to share three essential aspects that will equip you to quickly and easily put together an amazing and impactful presentation so that you motivate your audience to pay attention and motivate them to act on the information you share. These three aspects are generating motivation to dot dot dot, your motivation direction and finding your why. Start with understanding a bit more about motivation. Whatever we want to achieve in our life, our long-term goals or dreams, to persuade a prospect to buy something, get the team to understand a new product, persuade your boss to back a project, or get your kids to eat broccoli, it's assumed that we have to feel motivated to do it. But this isn't quite correct neuroscientifically. So... We need to understand and better understand motivation in the brain. Let's look at what is motivation first. That feeling that we describe as motivation is the fruit of an emotional desire for something in the brain. It's chemical. And the most critical chemical of interest to us is dopamine. Our feel-happy drug of choice. The feeling takes time to develop inside our bodies. Meantime, your brain has already had the emotional desire response. That is, you are already motivated. You just don't feel it yet. 
The key question we need to answer to generate this motivation response in others and in ourselves starts with why. Now, Start With Why is a very famous and popular TED talk by Simon Sinek, and he introduces the concept of the golden circle. The golden circle is very simple. Imagine a series of three concentric circles, a bit like a target. Why is in the centre ring, how in the second ring outside it, and what is the third circle on the very outside. The what you do is visible. It's the tangible action or behaviour. The how is the effort and method of doing the what. And underneath all that, driving that effort of how to do the what is why. The intended purpose of expending that effort to do the what. On the show notes, I've got a link through to the video, which you can watch. It's terrific. The problem is why is really very difficult for us to answer. But before I make it simple, there's something else I need to share of critical importance. Because knowing why is not enough. We need to know why not as well. Because some of your audience are motivated in a direction towards achieving something, whilst others are motivated in a direction away from getting something. This is called motivation direction. Uh, You've heard of the carrot or stick approach, and this is essentially the same idea. You'll have a greater propensity to be motivated towards achieving the carrot, or you will be more motivated away from getting things that you do not want the stick. One direction will dominate the other. Now, statistically, people are more easily motivated and hence influenced by fear of getting something that they do not want, the beatings from the stick, over something that they do want, those lovely carrots. And importantly, the stick approach is easier and swifter. It's associated with the fear response to flee from the threat in the amygdala of your brain that triggers the production of cortisol, your stress hormone, and norepinephrine, the freeze, flight or fight hormone. We do something because the cost of not doing so is too great for us. The downside is that this is less sustainable because as soon as we escape that stick, our motivation no longer exists. A satisfaction from having escaped causes the production of serotonin in the brain. Plus, motivation through fear can result in two alternative responses. To freeze, make yourself smaller, hang your head and stay absolutely still. With luck, the protagonist, dad, will not see you and move on to someone else. Just what any young child responding to a telling off by a parent or a teacher. The second alternative is to fight. When you deliberately instill fear in someone, instead of running away, they might just clench their fists and smack you in the mouth. Using the stick is certainly swifter and will often result in compliance and conformity. 
The carrot approach, though, is more complex and takes a little more time to develop. Motivating someone towards doing something relies on the production of dopamine. And dopamine takes longer to trigger and produce than norepinephrine and cortisol. It makes perfect sense since avoiding a life-threatening threat requires a swift response. But we can delay or even defer feeling happy. Using a carrot approach means motivating someone towards doing something. It becomes something they desire to do. Interestingly, when the reward is removed in this case, your brain replaces the notion of the reward with the hope of getting a reward in the future. It's called deferred gratification, and this creates a similar and sometimes more powerful motivational feeling. But John, why does motivation direction matter? See, notice you're already craving the reason or purpose, the why. Motivation direction matters to all communicators and leaders because the motivation direction used in your words is more effective when it matches your audience's preference. Someone, for example, who is motivated towards winning is less motivated if you try to convince them about what they will lose if they don't do something. In most situations with a mixed audience, this means that you have to use both directions, of course. Start with a big lose if you don't commit to the project today. That motivates the stick fans. And follow with a big win if you do commit today. That motivates those who prefer carrots. And yes, it is better in that order. Big lose followed by big win. So for your presentation, how do you find your why? When I ask my clients why they are doing this presentation, I hear a rather, lot of rather bland reasons. And that is precisely the problem with using why. For example, typical answers I've heard include, because my boss told me to, because I have to update everyone, because it's budget time, because it's my job, because they need to know and understand this. Those are not exactly compelling reasons that anyone finds truly motivating, especially the audience. And they, like you, really want to know why you're attending this presentation. Why? Start with why? Well, there are three reasons we should start with why. Why is your brain's first question. Your brain needs to save energy whenever it possibly can. You know, it consumes 20% of your body's energy and makes up less than 4% of your body's mass. Secondly, nobody cares what you tell them before they know why it matters to them. If it matters, your brain may allow you to expend that precious energy to understand the what. And thirdly, no one cares how you do something before they know why it matters to them. If it matters, then your brain may allow you to use that energy on interpreting the how. 
So, why is a difficult question to ask? So, to find the why, you should ask what? So, instead, we ask what is the purpose? So, how do you go about finding your why? Well, let me share with you finding your why the easy way. Remember what we've learned about generating motivation and the direction of that motivation? Are your audience carrot or stick lovers? There are three components to your presentation purpose. Heck, there are three components for your life purpose too. So if you uncover your life purpose today, give me a shout and we'll celebrate together. This process to find the why of your presentation looks simple initially. But simple does not always mean easy. The purpose of your presentation is the specific problem for your specific audience and your solution to fix that problem. Let me take this particular advantage guide on Start With Why as an example. The problem is that nobody cares what you say or present until they know why it matters to them. The solution is to share a method of identifying your presentation's purpose or its why. The target is you, the leader who wants to make a greater impact and be seen as an exceptional presenter. You heard or read this right at the beginning of this guide. Because I started this Advantage Guide with why. Here's the gist of creating it by combining the three components. I started with the solution. I'm going to share three essential aspects that will equip you to quickly and easily put together an amazing and impactful presentation so that target you. Problem. Motivate your audience to pay attention and motivate them to act on the information you share. Find your three components of problem, solution and target audience and combine them in a way that makes it easy to write, to read, to say and to hear. Now, ways you can go wrong with your purpose. Most presenters regard their presentation as an information dump and their purpose is to share this with anyone who is still listening. If information is your solution, ask yourself what is the problem that this information solves or prevents from occurring. Now, most presenters will happily share their solution, the what they want to say. But interestingly, people aren't listening until they believe that the problem matters to them. Another thing you can do is getting too broad with your target audience. This is a tough one in my experience because you might be preparing a presentation that will be used with multiple audiences. When you can be very specific about your audience, then those people really do sit up and take notice. If, for example, I say that this is for young managers with a technology background who are single and Chinese, then those specific individuals listen up much more carefully. 
It doesn't prevent older, independent contributors married with five kids and European from taking notice, though they may use it as an excuse to play with their smartphone. Problem plus solution plus target equals purpose. One of the easiest ways to check out this formula is the taxing task of watching or reading advertisements. Problem. Children get their clothes dirty and target young, good-looking of specific ethnicity in a common type of home. Mum wants them spotless and smelling great. Plus solution. New improved dinosaur. Or problem. Frustration with an old, boring saloon car that's too small for older kids. Plus, target, young, handsome, working of specific ethnicity, male. Plus, solution, the new sleeker design massive SUV for urban living. See, the more compelling and relevant the image of the problem, the solution, the better and the more the audience identifies directly with the target, the more they will attend. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to find the why of your next presentation. Let's put this into practice with your own presentation, or one that you intend to make in the very near future. Start with your audience then identify your solution. And finally, what is the real problem that you are solving for your audience? Why do it this way? Well, it's probably easier for you. You almost certainly can identify your audience. You sure know your solution, otherwise you wouldn't be presenting it. The piece most presenters forget is the problem. What is the problem that they're solving for their audience? And if you're wondering why so much focus on the problem rather than the solution, well, okay, tell me. When you search on Google to find something, you're searching for words associated with your problem or your solution. Your problem, right? Well, so does everybody else. It's that question that we want answering, and that's why why matters. Now, I've shared three essential aspects about generating motivation, the direction of that motivation, the carrot or the stick, and starting with why, and equipped you to quickly and easily put together an amazing and impactful presentation so that you will motivate your audience to pay attention and motivate them to act on the information that you share. I hope that you really enjoyed this episode and will share some highlights with the people you care about most. My team and I are working on a series of exciting new projects in this art and neuroscience of hacking expert leadership to unstuck your true potential in life and work. To learn more, visit leadershipadvantage.com or just search for Dr. John Kenworthy and connect with me.